Androp. Hello and welcome to the Androp Podcast. I'm Robert Schaffer. This is Andy Smith. And this is And Rob. Um, today we're going to be talking about creations. Andy, do you have any creations? Yes, yes. Uh, have so, you created uh, anything in your the, life? The, when we when we uh, came up with the idea of creations, my uh, the idea of something that I've created was my uh, desk uh, at my parents' house. Oh, uh, so it was created as part of my GCSE design technology course. No way. And uh, it made a whole table. I made, uh, yeah, I made a whole desk. So it's actually quite an interesting desk. It's um, it's a compute was designed as a computer desk, and it's got a, a big wooden uh, top, as you'd expect. Uh, and then, design. yeah, very classic. And then one side of it is a kind of a rotating shelving unit. What? So it's like a circular set of shelves, which Some are on, stuff. yeah, which are on kind of a, a spindle, and you can kind of, uh, yeah. Uh, spin it round yeah. and uh, kind of access the shelving at the back. So, like and... a lazy Susan. Yes, exactly. So, but not with food on. Uh, yeah, yeah, indeed. So, like the whole one of the whole legs is a big uh, kind of circular uh, system, which is about kind of half a meter wide, and it has two kind of lazy Susan tracks, like one on the bottom, one on the top, what? and the whole thing spins around. Wow, you could patent that stuff, make millions. Yeah. So, uh, it, it's. It felt like a very good idea at the time <laughs> when I was when I was uh, designing it. And you know how with with the, these design technology courses, you have to kind of get, have like a problem statement, yeah. and then you have to kind of design it and justify it. And my justification was, of course, you could store more stuff on it because you could spin it around and access the stuff at the back. Yeah. But in reality, uh, what happens is uh, the um, centra fugal force uh, as you spin the thing yeah. causes things to fly off the side if it goes too fast oh, wow. so you can't put like papers and right. things on there because yeah. they would fly off they just fly off yeah, yeah. another issue is is it with uh, with it is that it's not quite big enough to fit an a4 bit of paper on so obviously when i had all my schoolwork you'd shove it on the side hang on and so why why would i want to uh, rotate an A4 piece of paper. So if I'm sitting opposite someone who I want to show a piece of paper, I'll put it on the Lazy Susan. Well, because it's a shelving unit. You, you're you're, you're putting shelf. your books and your files right. on the shelves and you turn them So is the is away. the bookcase thing that's yeah. on this Lazy Susan, is it circular as well? Yes. yes. And so how many book um, rows are there? Uh, columns, rather. How many columns are there going around this thing? Well, so it's a circle. It's divided into uh, into quarters right. and each quarter has some shelves going so up. So it's like a, each one's a slice of the pie. Yes, indeed. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a multi-story bookshelf. Yeah. Uh, and so this uh, mm. this desk, uh, it actually won me the uh, the speech day prize at school. Speech yeah. day? Well, so every subject in school uh, would, uh, the teacher would choose like a student who'd done really mm. well. Wow. And uh I got chosen for the CDT. And was uh, it all your design? Um, yeah. I mean, you didn't get any I mean, help. 
well, well, I've got help with the construction of it. Like, yeah. uh, obviously, I, I need it. The teachers were there to provide that help. But yeah, I, still, yeah. I built it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, no, it was... And uh, you designed it and yeah. it was all... Wow. And you still use it to this day. Well, so I don't still use it to this day. So <laughs> I bought it home when I was 16 mm. and I set it up in my bedroom. Mm. And uh, the first thing when I was setting it up, I didn't attach. Like, I had a keyboard mount on it and a monitor mount. So those were the first things to go. And then over the next few years, uh, the desk has kind of gradually warped a little bit. Oh, so I, that now the how desk... does that happen when it gets wet? Or well, I don't know. I think um, maybe the the wood I chose wasn't wall. wasn't was it plain wall. wood or was it like plywood? Like some oh, cheap it was plain plywood. wood. It was plain wood. So plain wood. Yeah. Wow. So plain wood will tend to do that. Does right? it? Yeah. It, it does it when it gets warm and cold and wet and stuff. Yeah, and it but, warps out of shape. Yeah, and I think all wood will naturally move a little bit as well. Didn't know that. Uh, and plywood won't because it's been cut up and layered on top of each other. I so see. there's a lot more uh, strength within it. The glue stops it from moving. Yes. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so I set it up uh, a while ago, but it kind of hacked it together a little bit. And then now it's all warped apart. And I just, I just don't want it anymore. And... Um, when I go back home to yeah, stay, yeah. Uh, it's just in the way. Yeah. So I've said to my parents, yeah, you can get rid of that. And my mum's like, oh, no, but you made that. Oh, that's 60. sweet. So she now associates it with your peak creativity. <laughs> yeah, I think so. <laughs> Does she listen to the podcast? Uh, Ever. No, I don't think no, so. No, <laughs> only by accident. Yeah. Yeah, or when someone's trying to get you like in trouble or something. Yeah. I'll be like, listen to what Andy's done. <laughs> so um, when I went home last time, actually, it was gone from the room. And I was like, oh, thank goodness. At last, she's gotten rid of it. And uh, then I went in, into her bedroom. And it was just in parts kind of propped up against the wall. Oh, so she's still keeping it. Can't bring herself uh, to can't get rid of it. To yeah, take it downstairs That's and really drive it to the dump. <laughs> so her little little boy made a little table. Yeah. <laughs> With a little lazy Susan. It was such a wonderful table. Yeah. So it needs to be burnt, doesn't it? It needs to just go. Yeah. Just it needs to I think so. It's yeah. gotta go. It's gotta, it's go. gotta go. Yeah. Is that the moral of that story? That's the moral of that story. Let, let me uh, let me ask you about your uh, your creations, Rob. Oh yeah, tell me about one of your creations. I mean, I can tell you what about what I made in 3D yeah. as well. Actually, yeah, uh, at GCSE level, um, I found I, my problem was that I didn't have a bedside table. Oh yeah, yeah, and uh, the issue was that I couldn't find one in the store that was just the right height. It needed to be just low enough so that I could see over it to the TV when I was lying in bed. And it needs to be just high enough so that, I don't know, my clock could hang over me or something. So, uh, yeah, it was kind of a very stretched description of how a thing should be, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah because you just, you're kind of racking your brains, aren't you, for like, uh, justify a bedside table. And um, all of the ones that you could get in the store were really, like, flimsy. You know, it was kind yeah. of like, maybe, I don't know if it was the beginning, but it was like just in the thick of when uh, Argos and, you know, Ikea, and it, I don't think Ikea was a thing yet, and not in this country anyway, but uh, Argos at least had a lot of cheap kind of like fiberboard yeah. rubbish that fell apart within a couple of years after moving it around a few times. And um, I was like, I want to make something rigid, hard, that will last forever, ever, ever. And um, I did. So I designed this bedside table and it had a removable shelf. Yeah. And... Um, 
It took me... I wasn't allowed to use the machines that cut the straight lines through the wood. Oh. So the teacher had to do that for me. And um, <clears throat> I couldn't... I wasn't very good at painting, so my dad painted it for me. Basically, a lot of this, the work on this thing was done for me. <laughs> and I feel like I don't deserve the credit that I got at GCSE for it because the most of the build work was done for me, you know. But um, I was really proud of it, actually. It even had a catch on the side like a magnetic catch to stop it from like flapping open yeah. and it had two like blocky feet and it was built like a freaking tank and what became of it <clears throat> when we moved out of my mum's house uh my dad passed away um the it was in the way we didn't want to move to the new house because it was kind of like you know she wanted all new furniture in her new house so um we, I tried to tear it apart and I thought it'd be really easy mm. to just like get a crowbar to it or get a mallet or something. Why did you want to tear it? You wanted to throw it away? Or? Yeah, just throw it oh, away, okay. put it in the okay. skip. Yeah, and it was like, as it was, it was just a big old box. Yeah. You know, like just taking up a huge volume of the skip. Yeah. And, you know, we'd already been through maybe two or three skips because the house was so full of like 40 years worth of junk. Right. So. I tore it apart in the garden just before we left and uh, it was like nigh on impossible to tear apart. It was like the most strongest thing I'd done myself in because it was so strong. And um, yeah, I spent like an hour or two kind of pulling it apart. Yeah. Anyway, so that was kind of the end of an era. It sat in my, my room for maybe 20 years or something mm. and uh, served a really good purpose. And it, it was more spacious than anything you could ever buy in the shop. <laughs> you know? <laughs> but like a bit... Do you miss it? I do, a bit. But I wish it was here so I could show it to you. Yeah. But it was ugly. I'm ah. not going to lie. It looked nice. It was white. It was painted white. Uh, and it was glossy. It was gloss paint. And uh, it had a nice handle and everything. But it was like... It was like, I mean, Ikea does this really well where they do minimalist furniture. That's yeah. just, it's just a square. Yeah. You know, it's a square with a door. Um, but they do it in a way which kind of is uh, kind of true to the minimalist aesthetic. <laughs> this was like okay. minimalist, but it was like, it was like, like an elephant. It was like, <laughs> you know, like it wasn't wrinkly. It, it's hard to describe. It was just hideous. Right? <laughs> you know? It was like, it was like a brick. Okay. You know, like... I wouldn't say, you know, those old phones that you used to be able to get. Yeah. The handheld, the bricks, you know, they were literally like the size of a brick. It was kind of like, they weren't beautiful, were they? Right. they were it just, was kind of really clunky. It like was the, the clunky. Ratios the right. ratios weren't right. It was way too big. It's like, this is why they don't sell them like this right. in Argos, because no one would buy this flat pack furniture yeah. if they had to manufacture it to like that size. Yeah. And um, yeah, so... I'm kind of like, yeah, it went to a better place. Yeah. <laughs> went to wood heaven in the sky. <laughs> so, yeah, objects, <laughs> things, it didn't last. So, yeah, this is the point in the show where we run out of ideas. <laughs> I, I can talk about other creations. Oh, I'm joking, I'm joking. <laughs> Go on, please. Um, yeah, so another another proud creation I have is um, my church project from school. What? And so I went to a... Uh, church project? Yeah, so I went to a Church of England school, and one of the things that they get you to do to try and like indoctrinate you into Christianity is do a project on a church. So choose a church uh, and go and uh, read about it, 
talk to the vicar find find out about it and then write a project about it pretty cool and educational yeah i mean it was it was an interesting project to do actually so i was living in truro in cornwall at the time and i did a project on crantock church and crantock is a uh, a village in cornwall that's on the beach it has a very nice beach and it has this little uh a very old church um and obviously I, i knew more I could tell you more of the history about it at the time. For now, I'm just going to have to say it's very old. Uh, But one of the interesting things about it is it has what's called a rude screen. uh, And that's this big screen with all these intricate carvings in it, which is a huge kind of uh, the the height of the... uh, the height of the ceiling all the way, the width of the church. So this really big, uh, dark wood, uh, intricately carved screen. And so I took loads of pictures of that. And it's rude? Yeah, rude is the uh, is what it's called. The rude. One of those of overloaded words in the English language that used to mean not rude. Indeed, what yeah. we think it is yeah. now. Wow. Okay. Um, and so, uh, yeah, me and my dad went to the church, and we kind of. Uh, we looked around it. I took loads of pictures and I went with my mum to the local museum and we got uh, to the museum library and we got out a book about it and we kind of read stuff. And uh, I uh, went and interviewed the vicar, took my mum's dictaphone and interviewed the vicar. Uh, and uh, we went to a service there one time as well. Wow. Um, so I'd, I'd never actually been to a Church of England service, I don't think, at that point in my life. So it was kind of, kind of quite weird because um, I I've actually went to a few Methodist services previously, and they're a lot more softcore, you know, in terms of wow, Christianity. Yeah. They're a lot, a lot less into the uh, the ceremony. And then the Church of England one was a lot more uh, kind of ringing bells and someone oh, was there with incense wow. and a lot yeah. more kind of chanting stuff. And uh, yeah, more yeah, ritual. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. But everyone was kind of super into the little kid being there doing the uh, doing oh. the little project and all wanted to come over and say hi and That's stuff lovely. like that how old and, were you um i would have been 10 oh, okay. 9 or 10 at the yeah, time yeah. and so i created this uh this kind of big project uh when well, i was big for me anyway it would have been like 15 pages long maybe even a little bit more and uh, one of the things i used to do uh was well, one of the things i did for the project was i kind of did a lot of drawings within it because my mum was very encouraging of my art <laughs> she thought <laughs> i was like a very good artist <laughs> very good at drawing so i, I drew like the more i hear about your mum the more she sounds really nice <laughs> <laughs> so she yeah she encouraged me to like draw things off the uh off the rude screen and uh, mm. there's little carvings on the side of the pew so i did some of those and then drew uh, like a picture of the church from the outside uh, yeah, put all this together in a project. And I read it uh, again a few years ago, kind of flick through. And uh, yeah, the, the spelling is atrocious. Really, really bad spelling. But, uh, you know, it's kind of a kind of nice little, nice well, little to, well to put I together the project. Um, sorry to interrupt you, but I uh, burnt all of my old work or I got rid of it. You know, it ended up in the skip. When we yeah, so I, I got rid of most of my... Uh, you know books yeah uh, you, you know just the exercise books and yeah. files with sheets of paper and stuff yeah but uh, this project um felt like a kind of a like a self-contained like nice thing that i'd want to keep mm. and i did another project the year before in that same school on a mm. town called Perrinporth, mm. uh another beach town and i uh, kept kept that project too so i've got those two projects and my desk, which are kind of uh, relics of my school life. 
Oh, that's absolutely lovely. And you still got those. Yeah, like I said, most of the things that I created at school yeah. um, just got either left behind or ripped up or burned. I, I, Why, what was the motivation behind, behind burning them? Um, at the end of my A-levels, I was feeling a bit rebellious. Yeah. And I took <laughs> um, one of the most exciting things that I've ever experienced. We discussed this before with the kind of bipolar nature of winter and summer in the UK. Yeah. But when summer came up and it was the end of term and there was the prospect of a three-month gap between the end of school as you know it and the beginning of university life, yeah. adult life, as it you know... Um, you know, that was a three-month holiday. And we immediately, the first day, like the, the, the day after school ended, we went camping to a campground. It was just 15-year-olds. And I looked quite old for my age, so I was broken. I kind of broke us into the campsite. Sorry, you broke... Well, you know, kind of, the they required the signature of a parent, someone who was older than 15, oh, someone who's okay. probably, I don't know, consensual okay. age. <laughs> when you said broken down, I had visions of you with a crowbar. Kind of <laughs> okay. okay, you mean you, you pretended to be over 18 and signed them in. Exactly, okay. exactly. And um, we spent the whole night getting stoned and uh, throwing Lynx cans in the fire and making them explode and like, you know, I mean, complete juveniles. Yeah. And uh, drinking, drinking, drinking. And... Um, I just thought it would be cool to just burn all of my project work and all of my textbooks, all my notes and stuff, you know. It would have been... I kind of regret that a bit. I wouldn't have liked to have, like, stored them aside for ages and ages but because it takes up space. Yeah. And But I would like to kind of go back and see what kind of stuff we worked on and maybe be able to show that to future generations and stuff. But, you know, these things get lost in the winds of time, <laughs> in the fires um and yeah so that was the motivation between b between for burning it yeah yeah um and the rest of it, it's just like the, the really old project where the stuff you do when you're five years old you know the big big old books of laminated not laminated uh bordered paper did you did you have one of those cutters the it was like a, a strip cutter yeah yeah thingy and you put the it was a mounter wasn't it i think it was a mounting slicing oh yeah guillotine thing and it didn't come down from above. It, you slid it across because it was like a safety one. It had like a rotating yeah. cutting disc that cut through the paper. And um, it had a guide on the side so you could do the same size mount all on around the work that you were doing. So you'd do like, here is my study of Woodlouse. And you'd do a picture of a Woodlouse and then a little bit of text from what was going on in the class that day. And then you'd mount it. Or if you were being really fancy, you'd double mount it. <laughs> and you'd do it on sugar paper. So it'll all be all, you know, you could choose what colour you wanted. And at the end of the, at the end of the school, um, not year, but at the end of the term, you would be expected to hand in your uh, book, your, your um, I don't know, you'd call it course book. And uh, this is when we were like infants, you know, or, or juniors level, not very old at all. And... Um, all of the stuff we'd been studying was in this book and all the pictures and all the stories we'd written, all the short stories, uh, double mounted and stuck down with PVA glue on every single page uh, into, a, into a project book. And then you'd have to do a design for the front cover as well. Yeah. And uh, it's almost like it's gone in reverse, isn't it? Because it's like, ah, what would parents like to keep from their children's? Yeah. <laughs> Let's make them make that. Yeah. that um, but yeah, it served as a kind of um, a way to... Um, kind of record what you'd done and it was quite sweet really and I, I remember looking back at them years later 
And that was like maybe two or three years later and thinking, oh, wow, you know, look at all the stuff I did. So now it, it would kind of be almost mind-blowing kind of because I would have completely forgotten ever even doing that stuff, you know. So there'd be massive nostalgia, but it's all gone. It's all gone. I don't know where it is. Some mulch somewhere yeah. <laughs> in the, the middle, under several tons of dump. <laughs> but yeah, and um, I always used to over-engineer the front cover. Like, I remember there was, we went to the Isle of Wight for, for a field trip and... Uh, there was a, I, I over-engineered it so that um, underneath the page, within the, the structure of the page, was like a, a rigid piece of cardboard onto which I'd, I'd stuck several sticks of cardboard, um, like uh, perpendicular to it. And when you pulled it, the heels, uh, the, 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 um, the cliffs uh, at, uh, on the Isle of Wight raised up in a kind of graduated <laughs> parallax kind yeah. of way and um, showed a scene of the Isle of Wight. And like, <laughs> I, I think I was, I was encouraged to be quite creative as a yeah. kid, like quite technical. I was given lots of technical Lego, you know, and encouraged like, oh, wow, you've made a thing which goes on a motor. So I always <laughs> created a lot yeah. there and I made all kinds of fancy things that you could point a hose at it and it would turn a motor and it would go on water power alone or, you know, you'd connect the the powerful motor that came with the Technic Lego and it would just like, you'd have a one of those stick controllers with all the batteries in and you'd be able to go make it go backwards and forwards like a remote, not a remote car, but a car that was connected with a couple of wires, you know? Yeah. And um, I kind of extended that into my work at school, but it, it often became way over ambitious. So I would, I would plan these crazy designs for these things because I knew how the mechanics of the things worked. Um, I remember... One of our projects the last year of infant school was to use the school swimming pool, which was tiny. It was like a few meters long. Yeah. Uh, and you had to get something which floated and went across the water. And I remember like the, I, I, was, I was sneering at the kids at the time because like, they, were, they were doing like these fans blowing into sails. Like, they literally didn't make any sense. It was like... <laughs> <laughs> You know, like the fan was blowing into a sail that was attached to the same thing. H yeah. How's that going to work, your Wally? It, but it did. It worked better than mine because um, mine was so overambitious that I never even got it finished. And what it was was a, um, I, I tried to make the legs. I, I got two spoons and I was trying to make them kick. <laughs> I was trying to make them kick like legs at the back of the boat yeah. on, on a block of like uh, foam that floated. And... To do that, I attached a stick to a rotating uh, cam, you know, um, on one side of it. So it would go backwards and forwards as it went up and uh, as it went round and round. And then I put a ledge on the edge of the uh, bow, on the back of the bow, so that when it kicked against it, it would push the uh, spoon up. And um, it was a complete failure. And it went for weeks and weeks and weeks. Uh, and, it, and I never got it finished. <laughs> but it, but I think I still got top grades for it because of the ambition, you know? And um, last word, I promise, because I'm, I'm stealing all of the time. <laughs> but I'm running a workshop this Wednesday yeah. where we're making cars. So there's 60 people from the test community are going to come and they're going to, I'm going to, they're going to be in teams of maybe six to ten people. We're going to give them a takeaway box, dowel rods, um, cotton reels, 
elastic bands, electric motor, battery, wires, and we're going to ask them in an hour to build an electric car. And the one that goes the furthest gets the highest points. And um, it seemed like a really great idea. And if you look online, you can see all kinds of like really easy designs to do that kind of stuff. Unfortunately, I, over the course that we checked, we got the equipment in. And then we quickly realized that it, it just wasn't going to work. It was way overcomplicated. You can't build a freaking toy car. And it's like, I feel like I've never really learned <laughs> from my mistakes at school. Like yeah. It always took too long. And it never really came to fruition. So I'm at the stage now where we're cutting back, you know. So it's going to be like, we're going to put it on a ramp and see if it falls down and see who goes the furthest. So, um, yeah, I'm quite excited about that. And I think it'll be fun anyway. But... Learn the lessons from your past. <laughs> I guess that's what I'm saying. Yeah. So it was. Uh, I feel. I feel enriched by uh, the fact that the schooling system in this country allows you to build so much at school. Yeah. 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 Art as well and things like that. I mean, me and you both have houses now, right? So yeah. um, we are required almost um, to occasionally tinker in building stuff, right? Have you built anything that you're proud of? Um, not so much in the house, actually. No, we've we've been making sure to get people in who know what they're doing. <laughs> not uh, like me. <laughs> but I mean, I do have a whole empty garage just waiting to be used for something. Oh, so yeah. I, uh, I, I, I want to buy some tools and maybe uh, maybe do something interesting in there. No, my, my only creations at home are like uh, beer related. I've kind of been brewing beer. And oh stuff man, like I feel like it. that could be the topic for an entire yeah. podcast. No, no DIY though. I don't trust myself. <laughs> Making homebrew. Wow, that's an awesome creation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, hey, whoa, yeah, that pretty much sums it up for now. Let's call it a day. Hey, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was my roundabout way of saying thank you very much for joining us. It's been an absolute pleasure having you. Thank you very much. Andy Smith. And me, Robert Schaffer. This is Androb. Goodbye. Goodbye.